Soul Talk Podcast is your guide to all things wellness. Join me, your host Carla, as I take you through the many topics and questions that we need to be asking ourselves to improve our health and lifestyles. From food for medicine to women's health, hormones and understanding our menstrual cycles, let's get the conversation started today. It begins with us. You're very welcome to this very interesting episode with Karen. Karen is a personal trainer slash fitness coach, um, wherever you are in the world, you might call it something different. Um, and Karen has completed a, a degree in sports business management and now working as a coach, um, it didn't take her long to realize that her natural motivation was to help empower women to hit their fitness goals. So. Karen understands the nuances of the, the female physiology, and I'm actually reading her bio out here as I, as I um, record this. Um, she understands the nuances of the female physiology as they relate to training during the different stages of the menstrual cycle. So what Karen does is she works with women who want to achieve goals in fitness and health um, through diet and exercise, and she builds in um her knowledge and uh, her understanding of the the female menstrual cycle and, and the female's cyclic rhythm. So her work is extremely interesting. It's really great to speak to a coach uh, and a, a personal trainer that does this type of work that actually takes into consideration the female menstrual cycle um, rather than um, shoving a, a six-week program down people's throats and expecting their body and their mind and their hormones to be the same throughout those six weeks um and that's not putting people down that do those types of things but I just um kind of that that stuff triggers me in a sense because it's just not sustainable and there's no longevity in it so um you're very welcome to listen to this episode and as always if you have any questions or you'd like to get in touch or um you would like to reach out to Karen herself then please listen to the end and you can reach out to her on our social media channels thank you enjoy but yeah thanks for um giving up your saturday night to to be fair we don't really do much on a saturday night we just sit in and you know watch movies and eat food and go to bed early and wake up early (laughs) that's pretty much our life um how long have you been doing this podcast for i have been um doing this just for about a year and a half I think um, oh, that's a long time it was my lockdown um project um I wanted to do it for a while mm. and um yeah probably just over a year um and yeah so I'm just still building content and um really a lot of the focus is about menstrual health um yeah. and then I'm kind of like okay I need to like expand that so that it's for everyone and then yeah. I keep going back and doing an episode about menstrual health menstrual health yeah there's <laughs> yeah. so much to, to be honest there's so much to learn and there's so much to know oh my god like even I still learn stuff and I'm and I'm like I've been lear- like I've been doing this for almost when did I miss it? almost two years maybe yeah like really focusing a year and a half, two years focusing purely on that. And yeah. I still learn new things. And I'm like, why didn't I know that as a kid? Like, why was I not taught this in school? Yeah. That's what fascinates me the most. I'm like, it's nobody scary. told me this. 
yeah, that's the thing. Like the kind of work that you're doing, um, mm. it's so amazing. And like, you know, but I was actually having this conversation with my partner last night when we were going to bed, and I was saying, "Oh, you know, I've got um this girl coming on to talk about, you know, for, uh, training." clients around their menstrual cycle and all that and I was like isn't that amazing and then I was like but isn't it scary how amazing that is because it should just be normal yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's now become a thing yeah like training and menstrual cycle it's like oh it's, it almost feels like it's the latest trend yeah in a way but it's like this is something that we don't choose it's mm-hmm. something that we are born with if you're if you're female you're born with it and then once you hit puberty you can't turn it on or off it's mm-hmm. with you for the rest of your life yeah until you hit menopause and then that's a whole nother story oh yeah but that's a whole nother ball like yeah and i'm like how are we only learning about this now but i see like um a lot of um well a lot of personal trainers um we call we call i you, I think you guys in in Sydney or and that kind of part of the world, it would be more like you would say coach, we would say personal trainer, but it's kind of the same thing. Same, same thing. Like I, to be fair, when um, so I lived in London for five years, oh, and yeah. that's where I, yeah, so that's where I did my personal training course. Uh-huh. So I started off as a personal trainer. There was nothing in the personal training course about menstrual cycle at mm-hmm. all. This was. 2015 14 15 so there was nothing in the course saying any any specific difference um and even then it's like that was you were personal trainer and then kind of as I developed as a coach and then moved to Sydney sorry moved to Bali and then Sydney it kind of just oh you're a coach because now I coach CrossFit as well mm. so I still fall under I depends who I talk to and where they're from it's yeah I'm a personal trainer yeah I'm a coach I'm like it falls in the same category mm. Yeah. I, that's I look that's how I look at it at least <laughs> yeah but a lot a lot of like I mean I would probably say most of the personal trainers that I know probably like mm. 99.9% maybe um right. or more um their their training regimes and their training schedules and what they are telling their clients to eat and what they're putting out on Instagram and what they're having their clients do, like intense, mm-hmm. seriously intense fitness workouts. Um, yeah. is like, I, I see like six-week course, you know, you do this every day, you eat this every morning, you eat this every afternoon, you know, you can snack on a freaking peanut, you can, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I mean, diets and, and, and all that sort of thing have never really been something that I could resonate with anyway. Like, I would eat very well a lot of the time. But so, like, people listening to this would be like, why are you talking crap? Like, you eat really good. But I eat really good. Yeah. But I eat with balance as well. Like, I don't follow diets or anything like that. Because I, I don't know Sorry. Have you always been like, was it, has it always been something you're just like, no, I just kind of eat a balanced diet rather than like restricting or 
Yeah, I think like growing up with, um, so my mum would be, has always been like in and out of diets and always very health conscious. And so I naturally just kind of fell into that. Fell into that, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I see all these really intense uh, diets and, you know, exercises and, and stuff like that. And now I know what I know about the menstrual cycle and, and that kind of awareness. I, I'm mm. like, okay, well, how does that work for the female client? And how yeah. does that work for the menstrual cycle like this is why a lot of women have so many hormone imbalances and don't get periods at all um yeah you know so how did you fall into that work um why why do you do it why is it so important so going back to the beginning so I just when I became a PT, it was literally just all about training and there was nothing taught to me about menstrual cycles whatsoever. And then eventually, I think it was towards, it was when I was in Bali um, training and when I started CrossFit as well, I noticed a difference in like my body and like training wise and how I was fueling for it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, they're following these like strength cycles or like six weeks strength cycles or 12 week programs. And I'm not saying they're like 12 week weight loss. I'm just saying they're just strength cycles. And there'd be some weeks where I'm like, I feel really good in the gym. Like lifting these weights feels great. And then there'd be other wing- weeks where I just feel so flat and I just didn't have the energy. And I'm like, I just felt so demotivated. And I was like, what's wrong? I'm like, and it just kept occurring, never reoccurred to me. Or did I think about, oh, if I track this and see if this was a recurring trend, maybe I'd put the pieces together to realize, hey, that might be about around my period. So eventually I just started like doing a little bit of research and kind of just understanding my body and training. And then come, I think it was 2019, um, some friends of ours, they run a company called wonderfit so you might have seen that on my instagram so i work with a company called wonderfit the program and they do wonderfit retreats as well and so they asked me they're like hey we've seen how much you've been learning and like how much you post about like training around your period and stuff like that we want to take you on and we want you to create a program purely for women and a program that's designed around the menstrual cycle and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I just kind of dove straight in and just did all the research I could do. I've read all the books in the world. Like I'm pretty sure our bookcase has probably got more period and books with vaginas on it and all that kind of stuff <laughs> than any other kind of like normal bookshelf. Like there's more pink and purple than there is. In the <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you do, it's just the normal household kind of bookshelf. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of got into that. And I just started programming around the menstrual cycle um, and just understanding training wise and stuff like that and trying to look for research because that's the hardest thing. There's no training. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say no. There's, there isn't a lot of research out there for yeah. like training programs based on women purely because we are so hard to like get a focus group. Like when you think about it, it's like you'd have to get a group of women that are all on the exact same cycle like start their period at the same time, finish their period at the same time, do the exact same training to 
see the difference or if there is a difference kind of thing. Mm. And I'm like, not a lot of places have that money or time. Yeah. Yeah, so, there is a serious lack of um, knowledge, resource, research out there. And you know what? As well as that, like a lot of people are a lot more open to it now, but it's still so like taboo. like I never told I did track and field growing up track and field football or soccer in the UK um played tennis as well and I played it competitively in school and I would never have never told my coach that it was that time of the month and even then like you'd be like you don't say hey I have my period like oh it's um that time of the month kind of thing and you say it really quietly and almost like you're ashamed in a way rather than like Hey, this is what's happening. It happens every month. Yeah. Deal with deal with it in a way. Yeah. But, and yeah. even like the fact that you're saying, I didn't tell, I didn't really say that it was my time no. of month. Like you were probably a young, very young girl, you know, shouldn't there be some sort of responsibility in adult coaches that are dealing with girls that age to know what's going on with them so that they can they can ask the question. Yes, to to some degree. Um, but the hardest part is if you have a male coach as well. I feel mm. like it's a lot harder for a male coach to approach the topic because it's been the biggest taboo. And it's like women can nowadays, I've noticed, we talk freely about periods and what's going on. men slowly are starting to open up like honestly I think my partner knows more about the menstrual cycle and stuff than a lot of (laughs) women out there (laughs) because everything I've learned I'm be like babe like I just learned this and like this is insane and even he turns around and goes oh my god like that's that's crazy that you guys have to deal with this every month or this kind of stuff and we talked about the pill and how that influences like the brain and that's a whole nother like that's a different rabbit hole you can go down um yeah but yeah like a lot of men just get really awkward about it so imagine Um, as a coach you you know you have a female athlete who's probably already shy to approach that topic how do you open up and be like and ask them you don't really like as a male coach you can't really be like you and your period because you're acting a bit funny like you you can't really do that yeah yeah (laughs) So and um, so how so tell me how it works then from a from a coaching perspective. So a lot of um, actually most of my listeners would be in Ireland and Australia. So um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So um, hopefully there'll be and most of my listeners are female. Um. Makes so sense. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So um, they can maybe learn a thing or two from you and maybe follow up with you at some point um which is usually something I say at the end of the episode but um (laughs) I wanted maybe for you to give um an insight into exactly what you do with the client when you take them on and how (laughs) you um, design programs for them and how you help them because obviously when you go to a personal trainer or a coach you know a fitness coach or whatever um 
you want to lose weight or build muscle or um, improve your strength or something. So your work would obviously be very goal-driven and goal-orientated. So how do you still achieve X, Y, and Z with working through the menstrual cycle? How do you do it? So to answer that, let's back up a step first. Um, So I'm not sure... I'm pretty sure you know a lot already because you've probably done your own research about the menstrual cycle. You probably know that there's two phases, the follicular and the luteal phase. Mm -hmm. So the way I, I like to talk to my clients, like literally either if it's online, like jump on a call and just talk them through it and literally just explain to them, be like, okay, so your follicular phase is when, so day one is when your period actually starts and runs all the way up until ovulation. And that's what we like to call like your strength phase. Because it's your low hormone. So your hormones are playing nice and happily with each other. Come ovulation, after ovulation, that's when your luteal phase, the lovely PMS time. Um, and that's your high hormone. So your, your hormones kind of go a little haywire, which hence some women respond differently to that. Um, and which is why a lot of times you've probably heard, oh, you, you must be on your period because you're acting a certain way. Oh, that um, pisses me off. I hate when people say so that. So frustrating because it's yeah. also like, well, technically I'm not on my period. I'm actually due <laughs> next week. So joke's on you. Um, yeah, joke's so on you because when I'm on my period, I am like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. It's the week oh before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the way I like to look at it with clients is we push the intensity the first two weeks that also depends how they feel when they're actually on their period. Um, but that's when we try and aim. So from a programming perspective, we try and do, if they're trying to, let's say performance-wise, they're trying to build strength or they, they have a certain goal, like they want to hit a 100 kilo back squat, for example. That's when you'd be testing for that kind of stuff. Whereas in the luteal phase, we treat that as lower intensity, kind of still going to the gym and getting a sweat, but we try and, fit in like a deload week so less intensity less volume so your body has time to recover because your body can't hit the same threshold in that same intensity as in the follicular phase so you're literally trying to program around a female's physiology rather than hey here's a six-week program or strength cycle just follow along it could be like you're starting that six-week program but her testing phase is in her luteal phase it's like well that's not beneficial to her you want to test when she's in her strength phase. Mm-hmm. So technically, going back, it's when like young, if, if there's young females listening to this, if you're doing, if you're someone who's in sports or you're doing, you have competitions and stuff like that, going to a competition or a race day, if you get your period, that's actually a good thing. Like a lot of times you think, oh, I don't want to get my period. I hope I don't get my period on this day because I have a competition or I have something to do from a physiological aspect it's actually the best time it's the best time mm-hmm. it may not feel like it in your body because probably day one obviously day one of your period is different to everyone mm-hmm. but from day one to about ovulation let's say day 14 or anywhere from 13 to 15 mm-hmm. that's actually a great time to be doing comp like um races anything testing your strength 
that's where like our female physiology is most like a male's believe it or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, and what about so like are your are does every one of your clients that come to you this is how they want to train or does some of them just say just give me a four-week program and let me do it and or do you not work like that at all so I don't work on a basis of, hey, I'm just going to give you a cookie cutter program because I strongly believe that everyone needs a tailorized program, especially women. So it's not like, hey, can you just write me four weeks? I'm like, yeah, I could. But I'm like, I'm, I'm someone that I invest in my clients. Like, I want to know what's going on with you. It's not just training for me. It's what's going on with you and your nutrition, what's going on with your mindset and all these other factors. So training is actually a small part of it. Your cycle is another small part of it. But then everything's the whole thing combined. So like even, um, so Wonderfit, the program. So we all, we're six, all six of us coaches. We, when we deal with clients, we want, you know, to have the whole approach, not just here's a training program. We're just going to let you do it. And we'll just check in. No, we check in with, the people who follow the generic program, but also our individual clients. Yeah. So that's just it's what we do. We that sounds care. amazing. <laughs> We're very lucky yeah. to have you. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the food side of it? So um, obviously. From a nutrition, nutrition perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you see all these diets and it's like, right, you know, I don't really know a lot about macros and and all that but it would be you know about cutting down and you know like reducing your calorie intake and then eating more carbs another day and stuff like that um so how how would you work the nutrition side of it for like meal plans and stuff so the way we do it or the way i look at it um going back to what i said before so you've got the follicular and the luteal phase so you know how potentially some coaches, if, you, if you're trying to lose weight, you'll be like, all right, on the, let's say, 2nd of November, you weighed yourself and you were X kilos. And you're like, okay, cool. And I'm going to work really hard. I'm really going to focus on my food. I'm going to cut out a lot of food. And then four weeks later, you're like, I'm going to weigh myself again. What happens if you're in your luteal phase and you're weighing that time during that time? So because of your hormones and because they like to, go a little haywire during your luteal phase a lot of women may potentially hold on to more water our bodies need more calories during this time so a lot of times when you see females doing these like really restrictive diets then they and they turn around they're like well i haven't achieved anything or like why am i heavier it's like well you've also you've restricted yourself when your body actually needed more food mm. so the way that the female body works as well is if you keep restricting eventually your body's actually going to hold on to more because it's in that kind of survival mode. So it's like, hang on a second. I don't know when you're next going to give me more food. So I'm going to hold on to what I can to save for next time, if that makes sense. So (laughs) restricting, not the best thing to be doing for females. Like you want to figure out how to, manage your macros if you're someone that works well with macros not all my clients like tracking their macros they kind of just want to focus on like a balanced diet we do track macros at the beginning like if they've never tracked macros before i literally tell them hey we're gonna 
you're not going to like this, but we're going to track every single thing that you eat for the next two to three weeks to get an overall macro picture to see how many calories they're consuming. And a lot of times they come back and they're consuming barely 1,200. Okay. And you want anywhere from like 1,800 onwards, depending on fitness level and fitness activity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So going back to that survival mode things. Um, so if you're constantly restricting, and I went through a phase as well where I was just, I was like, oh, I'm going to try and get a little bit leaner. I'm just going to cut back on my calories. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't really noticing a difference. Maybe I noticed a little bit of leanness, but then it'd go back up. And then I felt a bit heavier than normal. And it just made me think and do more research on it. And I was like, actually, my body's trying to hold on to the very little bit of nutrition I've been giving it. Yeah. So you want to keep giving a lot of times clients who actually start eating more will lose weight. So it's not about eating less to lose weight. You actually need to eat more to lose weight which sounds very backwards and any client I've told that to, they're like, I need to eat more food. There's that fear of I need to eat more. (laughs) So, yeah. You hear that a lot actually. And, you know, once you start work to work with a trainer, you're told actually, you're actually not eating enough. And people think that they're overeating, but, it just shows you the, the lack of awareness of, of you know. 100%. Like, I've, I can guarantee, like, if I didn't track my food, I 100% was under eat. Yeah. And, like, for me, I'm someone, so I do CrossFit, so that's more of, like, a performance side of training. I'm, like, I fuel myself to feel good and to be able to do the things and lift and be able to perform in the gym. Yeah. Not to necessarily, oh, I want to look as shredded as possible. Yeah, like it would be nice to be a little bit leaner, but I'm also if way up the option. I'm like leaner or lift heavier weight. Mm, lift yeah. heavier weight is always the one that wins pretty much. Um, so, yeah, like I track my food. I could probably every now and then I, me and my partner, we just we go free tracking, so to speak. And we just kind of let ourselves have a couple days of just normal eating and eating what we want within reason like we don't go out and like all right screw it we're going to mcdonald's we're going to all that crap no we still eat relatively healthy um but everything's very balanced like i have i have chocolate i have dark chocolate every night yeah i told my client i told this to one of my clients i was like you can have she's like i'm like why don't you have dark like have some yogurt dark chocolate maybe throw in some strawberries like that's a great dessert like i have that every evening she's like i'm allowed chocolate (laughs) of course you are I was like oh my god of course you're allowed chocolate you're like what evil person have you been working with all this time yeah I'm like who told you you're not allowed I'm like my (laughs) heart breaks for you (laughs) I live off dark chocolate my favorite thing (laughs) maybe I don't expect you to be able to share this but um do you have any kind of examples or like any talking pieces around the results um I know that a lot of a lot of women who may work with you online or in person um Mm. do they ask about results um and and from the kind of work that you do in terms of um people meeting their goals and stuff like that I guess why I'm asking is because 
a lot of the diets that I see, you know, a six-week transformation and then you get your photo shoot and all that crap, um, it's kind of like, well, obviously you're going to lose weight and look muscly because you're on yeah. a strict, intense, horrible six-week journey. Um, yeah. And those guys can say, oh, yeah, well, here's a before and after picture. You know, so obviously what I do works. Yeah. Transformations are always great. Yeah. Yeah, I hate all that, but how do you kind of manage that side of your business? In this line of work, you don't really have a transformation. Like, you can't really, you can't really say, oh, this is before we started. And there's no physical evidence to show Mm -hmm. or post saying, hey, they started before me um without training with me and then now that they start training with me they now understand their cycle like you can't actually take a photo of that mm-hmm. so there's no like concrete results that you can show if that makes sense yeah apart from it's the feeling so the way I treat all my clients is I don't go in as in just train them I try and educate them as well yeah. So that's been from that's been from day one. Like even my male clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from day one, I always enjoyed those sessions where clients would like ask me, "Why are we doing this? What's the purpose of this?" Yeah. So that's and that's just carried over into training with females or training females. It's literally just educating them and understanding their menstrual cycle. So the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I tell all my clients is all it's always about track your cycle. Like, if you don't track it, how do you know? Same thing with your food. It's like, if you don't track your food, you don't know how much you're eating. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. So I'm very big on start tracking your cycle. Yeah, so it's basically more about how, how they see. And um, yeah. yeah, and I think that, that that's really nice, you know, because it just feels like the kind of um, atmosphere and, and like, um, space that you create is more of a safe um familiar yeah. space you know that's, that can that's, that's the plan behind it and even um so the under woman program that i program um we even have a facebook group so which is literally just the women but even through the app that we use so we use train heroic for all our programs so we have five programs mm-hmm. and so you literally have an app where you can literally talk to the same people doing the exact same program. And like, you can encourage other people. Like that's how we also check in with like clients and members on the program, mm-hmm. which is nice. Cause it's like that's a safe cool. spot to like, you can ask questions. And like, that's what I'm here for as a coach. Yeah. People ask questions through, through the app. People ask questions through our Instagram, like WonderFit's Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm always there to just like, if people have questions, I'm like, hey, I read this book or I read this article. Go look at this. Like, This will help you. Let me know if you have any other questions, that kind of stuff. And a lot of people would ask me because I, I've been cycle tracking for a couple of years now. And mm-hmm. um, I started with Natural Cycles, the app. Um, and I oh, started yeah. with, you know, recording my basal body temperature every morning under my tongue and, and all that. And eventually like a few months ago I just cancelled that and I just kind of do it myself so literally in a journal or on my wall calendar um and 
I kind of know from day to day, like, okay, well, today's day nine for me. Um, yeah. And I I know um, why I'm maybe feeling how I'm feeling. Um, I know when I'm ovulating. Um, yeah. I, I know when why I'll be feeling a bit more irate or a bit more uptight. Um, or hungrier. Or hungry. Yeah, that's a big mm-hmm. one for me. Um, yeah. Or teary, um, yeah, that too. Which can Still also the be a big <laughs> one for me. Um, but so a lot of people would say to me, "How do you do that? Like how?" Mm-hmm. And and I would try and explain to them, you know, you can use an app, you can journal, you you know, you can keep a little food diary of like what your cravings are. You can keep a diary of you know your sex drive, your you know the veto and um, there's every like there's so much you can track like you can uh, make it as easy or as hard as you want mm-hmm. and the beauty about today is like nowadays you've got so many apps on your phone yeah like you literally have zero excuse to be like I don't know how like yeah. the, a lot of apps are just very simple to use like I've gone through and played around with all different ones um even natural cycles and I've come down to the one, I think it's Kindara. I think, hang on. Kindara is one that I use. I just, it was the easiest one. Um, but there's things like Clue. There's mm-hmm. even um, Fitter oh. Woman. Okay. So it's F-I-T-R Woman. And that's actually, so I'm actually looking into that now. There's an, I think that's the app where a coach can actually access the data from their client. So it's like, it's shared automatically. Wow. Yeah, so I've just, I just found that out and I was like, I am very interested about that. So rather than having to necessarily ask, mm-hmm. this might even be great for like male coaches, rather than ask the, your athlete, you actually have it there. Yeah. So you can go have a look as long as you're educated and you know what you're looking at and you know what to look for. I'm like, that's amazing. Amazing. That's actually really, really useful. Yeah, I think it's fitter woman. This is the future. This is what we need. This is yeah. where things need to go. <laughs> this is what I needed when I was 15 doing track and field and football. That's it. I mean, if you kind of knew then what you know, what you know now, and we said uh, <laughs> you're constantly learning, like this work never stops. 100%. Yeah. I don't I feel like, things, you know, I never feel like I'm done. Yeah. There's always more and there's always more to explore. Like I've only know the basics of like menopause and I'm like, that's a whole nother section that yeah. I want to learn. Then there's like, you can branch out to like the next step is going to be like pregnancy and that kind of stuff, like training with pregnancy. Um, how do you train like training with younger kids and athletes and all these things? Like there's a whole variety of things. Yeah. It's, it's not just you go do a five week PT course and you're done yeah which is what I did but never got educated about the menstrual cycle no and you know there's it's not the slave people who want to do like you know quick fixes but that's what they are they're quick fixes there's no longevity you know for me it's more about a healthy lifestyle um 100% and optimal health and you know you you can do different diets and you know, training regimes and, and all that. But what you're doing is 
putting your body under a lot of pressure and whacking your hormones out of balance as well and that's not good for anyone (laughs) at the end of the day like if you can minimize stress as a female as well um like your body our bodies they don't know the difference between like a really intense deadline at work or if you think back to like the ape days or something it's like being chased by a lion or like that kind of stuff our bodies don't really necessarily know the difference so that Mm -hmm. stress is the same so if you're stressed at work if you're stressed at home if you've got all these stressors in your life like moving I don't know a death whatever you name it all those things actually reflect back like from a female perspective your menstrual cycle is pretty much your report card oh yeah so it's it's your stress it's what you eat so like a big one for me I noticed was um, I was eating like fried food, not massively, but living in Bali, there was a, a restaurant called Two Fingers. So really great tacos. And it was like the fried shrimp in it. So it was literally just the tiniest bit of fried food. But then I was having fried eggs in the morning. and I didn't put one on one together, mm-hmm. did some research. And I was like, oh, let me cut that out. And I just noticed a difference in my cycle. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit less cramping Then. I tried like I did trial and error things with like omega fatty acids, like fatty oils, that kind of stuff. Um, taking magnesium and zinc, it's the biggest thing. So I take that every night. Um, that helps like not only with recovery for training, but also zinc and magnesium are two key supplements that I've learned and tried on myself mm-hmm. to help with my cycle. But everything is a as much as I can educate my clients, I tell them as well. It's like, you need to go and do a trial and error. Spend the next six months just committing to tracking your cycle. Change one thing each time and see if there's a difference. Mm-hmm. It's the same like if you're trying to find, a, find food intolerances. Yeah. You don't cut everything out and you're like, hmm, I don't know which one it was. You do one thing at a time then you bring one thing back in to see if you've got the same allergic reaction or not same thing with the cycle yeah and what um what brand or what um what form of the sink and magnesium would you recommend um so so it depends so i actually got introduced to true protein from my partner um i feel like they're not in the uk or on your side i feel like it's more an australian thing um and they had this um what was it called? It's called ZMA. It was like a, it was the lemon burst flavor. And I remember it was the best thing at mm-hmm. night. It was just so refreshing. It was just like one scoop in cold water. And it was my favorite thing. Like just mm-hmm. getting ready to go to bed. I'd have that. And I was like, oh, I, like, I, I actually get excited about it. Mm-hmm. They then changed their, um, their ingredients. I didn't like the new flavors. So now we've swapped to ATP Science. Again, I think I'm pretty sure it's an Australian brand. Um, and so now I take it in a capsule form, which doesn't really excite me. I would love to go back to the powder form. Like, I just feel like I'm having tablets. Yeah. Um, so find a way that just kind of works for you. Like, if you know that you're going to find something that actually tastes good, first of all, that's the big thing. Otherwise, you won't drink it. Um, and find what works for you. If you're someone that's like, I'll happily just take a tablet. Yep, cool. You can take it in a tablet form. Um, but if you actually enjoy making it like a routine, 
I know there's a lot of um, brands nowadays making like like kind of like hot chocolates for the evening with magnesium and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah. So just finding what works for you, pretty much. And what about, um, have you heard of Madge365? Uh, that would be a no. I, I had been recommended by a nutritional therapist to use their magnesium for a while. And mm. the, it comes in like grapefruit flavor and stuff. It's actually quite nice. So, I feel like depending where you are in the world as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the hardest I, thing. Yeah, I got it on Amazon, but it was probably Amazon UK. So. <laughs> probably. probably. Um, yeah, I, t- I feel like the best thing I could recommend to anyone listening is probably like Google the true protein and see if there's an equivalent in your country. Yeah. Or ATP, like ATP Science, I'm pretty sure is in the US as well. So if you wanted to order from the US. And the magnesium really helps. Um, it's almost like, um, not a sedative, but in a way, it's it's very calming, calming relaxing, activates yeah. the relaxation response in the body. It's good for the hormones um, and yeah. all that. So um, You don't want to take too much of it, though, because you will have the runs. Okay. So make sure you read the dosing um, and don't overdo it because your gut will not like that. Yeah. Learn from my le- learn from my mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. Um magnesium is great for people who train as well. So without yeah. knowing, like I took magnesium as a kid. Like mom always gave us like magnesium to take after training sessions. And I was like, Oh, I always thought it was like a great like muscle relaxant and just recovery. And I'm like, Oh, like it's actually helped me. Yeah. But also like it helps your cycle as well. Like magnesium deficiency is quite can be quite common in women as well. Yeah. So that's like a important thing to like go get checked and just see yeah. where your levels are at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just watch the dosing. <laughs> watch the dosage, guys. Watch the um, dosage. <laughs> so to summarize where we are so far, let's say um, you know, basically the the menstrual cycle really should not be avoided um, for women who are um, or ignored um, for women who are doing um, intense training and trying to either get into shape or build muscle or just live a healthier lifestyle and um, yeah. as you say one of the key things is acknowledging when you're feeling at your best and when you're feeling a little bit lower and not overly pushing yourself on those, those lower days and allowing yourself um, to rest a little bit more and to pick it up a little bit more throughout the different um, phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, and I think that that's really important with exercise, food, yoga, different styles of yoga can be too intense throughout the menstrual cycle, like vinyasa. 100%, yeah. Um, like it all comes down to what your training is. If yeah. you're like, if you're a reformer Pilates, if you do TRX, if you do yoga, like, yeah. It's understanding and just listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maybe you are someone that come to come your luteal phase, you really struggle with being fatigued and just tired and you're just not recovering from your training sessions. So maybe rather than training 
five times that week maybe you just train three and just the other two days maybe you just go out for a walk like yeah. go get some vitamin d go get some sun go f- get some fresh air like yeah. as long as you stay active and you do something you don't always have to like go hard every single day in the gym yeah. definitely and what happens when you don't kind of um slow it down and, and honor the phases of your cycle is you will notice that on those months as you say your monthly report card I love that term and um, yeah. there's a menstrual educator called Lucy Peaches I don't know if you're aware of her but and um, she's also a musician and she done a TED talk yeah. basically you should check her out she said that um the menstrual cycle is your monthly report card and it's so yeah. true because you know, when you get to um, your inner autumn phase, which is premenstrual, um, yeah. and the PMS kicks in and your breasts feel like they're going to explode off your chest with pain or you're crumpy or you're crying or you're needing to... You anx- you're anxious, you're more on edge. It's yeah. everything pretty much. Then that's when you need to look back and go okay what went on this month because I clearly didn't take it easy and some of those things are out of your control like you say you know environment things like that but it's one of those things like um it's easier said than done but like if you know that you're having trying like if you know your period's coming up or you know that like you're coming into your luteal phase maybe don't organize 10 nights out with late nights with all your friends maybe Mm -hmm. schedule like a brunch instead or something more restorative it's obviously hard like work-wise in the life we live in nowadays where it's you always have to be busy and you're kind of always on the go but it's also you know looking after yourself as well yeah and at the end and also like you're like at least I was taught this in school it was your period is it's painful it sucks you just have to deal with it mm-hmm. and growing up it's just like you have like these stabbing cramps or really bad back pain like I always struggled with back pain around like now looking back was always around day 21 of my cycle mm-hmm. I was like oh my back's always really sore I'm like oh my I'm cramping a lot and I'm like that's not normal like mm-hmm. we were we've grown up being like yeah you're a female that happens you deal with it just yeah. is what it is but you don't have to it's supposed to be as symptom free as possible yeah exactly and you know pain is not normal pain is not normal at all being bed bound when you've got your period is not normal and your body's trying to tell you something (laughs) exactly exactly so um yeah I think the work that you do is amazing um I can't wait to continue to follow your journey because we've only really connected very recently how, how did you how did how did you find me anyway I was older on the other side <laughs> I'm <laughs> the other side uh, of the world <laughs> like looking for um different so different hashtags on Instagram and um, so that I could find people who do what you do so I yeah. was looking for like um menstrual cycle awareness menstrual health um just using in Instagram as Use a, like, search engine and yeah. I found you and to be honest you were one of the very few people that I, I managed to find it's very high to find people 
Yeah, yeah. So, well done. Well, thank you. It's a very niche industry. Um, At least when I started, it was. It's getting, it's growing and we're getting there um, bit by bit. (laughs) Yeah, we've still got a long way to go, don't we? Mm hmm. Yeah. But the most important thing is then educating the younger generation on what we know. Yeah. And that, I, I would love to be able to develop a program and get into schools and educate, you know, uh, people of that age, of that school kind of uh, monarchy, like starting your period kind of phase on what kind of we know now. Um, yeah. But, but my question now as well is, I wonder if someone would have told us, would we want to listen or would we have listened and been like, probably not. Oh, okay. You'd be like, think, back, you? think back to fifteen-year-old you or sixteen-year-old you. Yeah. Would would you have wanted? Would you have wanted no, to listen and hear? I was it? a little bitch. I would be like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, huh? We can try and educate, but will these women actually listen? Exactly. And but they shouldn't me. scare us into thinking like, hey, now that you've got your period, you're going to get pregnant. Like yeah. that's literally the it's. From the moment I went into sex ed, it's, that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Oh, you get your period, you can get pregnant, like, anytime, <laughs> any day of the month. Lock yourself Yeah, up. it's like, be careful, you can get pregnant. Like, <laughs> and yeah. tell me, do you do much work with um, with menopausal women or perimenopausal women? Not at the moment, but that is something that's in my to-do list of just learning more and then it's obviously as much as I can know about it it comes down to the women and them wanting to actually learn and do something about it like there's not a lot of menopausal women that I know that are super keen on their like taking their training and their cycle seriously they kind of just train to just stay a little bit active but they're like oh my time's already gone like that's fine it is what it is kind of thing yeah so it's hard to find those kind of people as well yeah okay and um, I've got okay I've actually I think I've got three more questions so first one <laughs> is what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to women um who are currently listening and going oh crap I'm doing all the intense stuff that they're talking about not to do um mm-hmm. How, what would you advise them on what their next steps could be to move towards working more with their cycle? Track your cycle. Like, just start tracking. Yeah. That's number one thing, any client. And, like, if you're doing all this intensity, um, start tracking and then know how you're feeling. Maybe do you do, like, consultation calls and stuff as well? You know, like, if they wanted to talk. All the time. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm like, if anyone listening, if anyone needs to talk about or wants a little bit of guidance, we yeah. also, like, I we I run the Wonder Woman program. So you can get actually all five of our programs for $35 US a month. So mm-hmm. relatively affordable. Um, so here she is. Here's the other dog. Um, oh. <laughs> so yeah, like they can anyone anyone can join the Wonder Woman program, but they can also get in touch with me. 
either through my Instagram or through Wonderfit's page. Um, and consultation calls are free. Um, and we can either, I could either help guide you into next steps, uh-huh. get you set up on like how to train with it, educate you. Um, yeah. And people can find you on Instagram at KC Boyer, so K C B A U E R. Um, and exactly. Yeah, and um, I was very impressed with your Instagram following. You've got ten and a half thousand <laughs> followers. Wow. I put a lot of effort into it when I first started out in London as a PT. Yeah, I was meticulous about it, and I was like, "No, I'm going to build," and yeah. I have. Yeah, I went yeah. up a little bit. I dropped a little bit when I got to Bali, and then slacked off a little bit once I moved here but um that's still going um yeah I'm actually hearing a lot from people who do this kind of work in terms of like anything about the menstrual cycle so um I have a friend who sells like menstrual cups and things like that and um Instagram's starting to like silence her posts and change an algorithm so that people can't see them and and stuff which is a bit frightening yeah it's just one of those things like you just have to keep consistent with it and just keep pushing it and yeah eventually hopefully the right people see it like yeah yeah and then what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to any personal trainers or fitness coaches that might be listening right now going oh my god my work is outdated or what am I doing (laughs) I'm not nurturing my clients like what would you say to them I would literally say um very first book that I read was from Dr. Stacy Sims called Roar. So R O A R. And that's what I, it was, sorry, I first saw her, her Ted talk on Instagram and then it got shared. And then I bought a book and just started reading that. And I was like, that's what got me hooked. And I was like, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. And then she did this online course as well, which I was like, yep, sign me up. I'm in. I just want to know as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So yeah, I'd definitely say go read her book or just start researching or start having the conversation with your client. Like yeah. as awkward as it may feel at the beginning, yeah, just break that barrier. You just yeah. next client you sign up, be like, hey, how's your cycle? Like, let's talk about that. And yeah. don't make it awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think um like particularly where I live. Um, I would say that probably the the ratio of male to female personal trainers would be mostly men. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, I I would definitely yeah I would say it would be definitely skewed higher towards men. So I think um, yeah that one is my my friend is actually a personal trainer and he said that he is quite aware of you know when because he would train a lot of women um, and he yeah. would be very in, in tune to like their cycle and things like that. But um, that's good. Yeah, that's real. It's really good. It's really forward thinking and, and stuff. But um, I think still there's, there's the four week programs and there's, you know, the same level of training and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah. I think it's so, just that little bit more awkward for a guy to approach it. Because yeah. they're coming from a place of, I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. I, they can do all the research in the world yeah. and read all the books possible, but they will never actually know what it feels mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. So there's always that 
hey, I know this, like, how is, how, how are you ovulating or um, how's your period? Is it, do you have any symptoms? Are you cramping? Are you not cramping? It's like, yeah. they don't know the level, they don't know the level of pain someone might be in. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, I can know, I suppose you kind of, you can be harsh on them and then you're like, actually, that would be a bit awkward. Um, yeah. But it shouldn't be, but it's funny. Um, it shouldn't but be, but then, yeah. I was actually going to ask you, um, final question, I was going to ask you um, for, like, what's the best book that you've ever read in this area or whatever, but you've already mentioned that. Um, There's another one, actually, that I think I have just here. Oh. So this one was actually really good. It's called No Period, Now What? Oh, okay. So it's all about, it's very thick. So I kind of look at it as like period and training Bible in a way. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting to understand of like women who lose their period as well because of the training intensity. So that's another thing that can happen. Obviously you train too intense. You don't feel your body. The first thing that shuts shuts down for a female is the menstrual cycle because it's like hang on I'm in survival mode your body we are not in an optimal state to reproduce um so the period's the first thing that goes so this is actually this was great yeah no okay. no period now what who's the author um mm, 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 Nicola J Rinaldi okay perfect thanks yeah thank you well it's is there thick. anything else that you would like to add like any advice or inspiration or anything like that um well I'm just thinking like if I was 15 year old 15 years old right now I wish someone told me that I did not have to go on the pill because I had bad skin mm -hmm. now thinking back to it I was like I did not have that bad skin but as a 15-year-old girl in puberty, you're like, oh, my God, this is awful. Um, so, yeah, um, think about why you're going on the pill. Again, that's a whole nother topic. It's yeah. a whole nother podcast that you could get into. Um, but yeah, hormonal contraception. Think about it before you actually get into it. Like, there's other ways to track it. Um, you did your basal temperature. Um so you can easily track that and monitor that. So if you ever go if, or if your doctor ever says take hormonal or hormonal contraceptive to fix a problem, question your doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because I think that that is probably one area that we didn't overly touch on. Um, I, honestly, there's so many things that you can touch on. Like there really just is. Been, yeah. And now we're just talking about the basics and like the fundamentals of it. Hormonal contraception is just a whole nother ball game. There's also like endometriosis you could talk about. There's PCOS. There's yeah. there's so much. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like there's there's so much to know mm -hmm. and there's so much to learn that it's like I never stop learning. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. And you would work with women who have conditions like um endometriosis and stuff, would you? Yeah. Yeah, combination. Um one of them's got PCOS, another one's got endometriosis. Um, one of my other clients, she had an IUD. I think she had the hormonal one, I should not remember. And now she's just come off it. So we're just kind of like adjusting to that and how she feels because she's been on that for a very long time. So, yeah, wide that's range really of women. Yeah, that's really interesting, um, especially 
for, you know, with the endometriosis condition, especially, you know, and yeah. for women who find it so hard to even get a, diagno a diagnosis in that area, um, how, you know, working with you could help them um, be fit. And yeah, but, um, but again, that, that also comes back down to it doesn't have to be painful. You don't have to suffer through that pain. Like if, if you're on the fence and you're like, why well, my period's super painful? And you're like, oh, it's just meant to be like that. It's yeah. not. Get a check. Yeah. Like your body will, I go back to that. It's your monthly report card. Your menstrual cycle will tell you if something's up. Like that's just the way it is. So, yeah. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I really enjoyed that. And I hope um, I hope that if anything, um, you know, women can maybe pick up a wee tip or two if there's something they take away I hope there's a little bit um even so like anyone can just message me like yeah. honestly I love this is something I love talking about we yeah. can talk non-stop we've spoken almost <laughs> over an hour about this yeah we have. Um, yeah, so. yeah. But thank you so much for your time um thank so you for having me on your, on your saturday evening and my saturday morning and my wild wild saturday night <laughs> <laughs> um i really look forward to following your journey and well enjoy your dessert tonight if you haven't had it already i haven't it's waiting for me oh good yeah my enjoy and i'll talk to you soon bye, bye. It was lovely to meet bye. you